Hello, and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own Sasson, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am very, very excited to be with you virtually, and I have seen some of the uh, presentations from previous uh, speakers, trainers, and you have been getting a lot of wonderful, very valuable information. So today is, again, I'm going to be talking about how to pitch your idea, your business. Now, at the end of today's session, I will ask for some volunteers to practice uh, pitching, and I'll provide you with some feedback. So please, please, um, you know, do offer yourself as a volunteer because not only will it help you, but you'll also help everyone else uh, today here. Uh, if you do have any questions, feel free either to submit it via the chat or, um, uh, and, and I will also leave some time at the end to answer any questions that you have. Lastly, I will also at the end give you my contact information so that uh, you're welcome to follow up with me with any questions that you may have. So let's get started. All right. This is the agenda for today. Uh, now, before we can pitch our business, our idea to an investor, to someone else, there are some things that we need to do before to prepare. The first thing that I'm going to be talking about is how to create your brand. The second thing is I'm going to talk about your business brand. Uh, and then the third is I will get it, <coughs> excuse me, I will get into giving you some tips on how to pitch. And then uh, we're going to finish it off, uh, uh, finish it with the exercise on how to pitch. And like I said, I will leave some time at the very end to answer any questions that you may have. Okay, but I do want to share something with you again before I get into this workshop. And you know, sometimes people ask me, uh, Oscar, you know, where where's your company located? Where where uh, you know are you from? And I am actually located in Mountain View. It's in um, about 40 uh, minute drive south of San Francisco. Now, when I say Mountain View, most people don't know Mountain View. They're like, where is that? Who, you know, what, what's going on? What's the Mountain View? But let me show you what is happening in Mountain View. You see on the bottom, companies like Intuit, Google, LinkedIn, Microsoft, Facebook, WhatsApp, all these companies and many more are actually located in Mountain View. Mountain View truly is the heart of Silicon Valley. Small city, but ha it has some very, very important companies. And that's where my company, Aspida Consulting, uh, is also uh, located. Next, I want to talk 
um, also about kind of uh, our, our, our journey here. And I wanna talk it from the perspective that in Silicon Valley, we pride ourselves in businesses starting from nothing, businesses starting from the garage. Like for example, Apple, Google, um, even companies like Amazon, Harley, Davidson, Disney, Mattel, these are companies that started from very small, very humble beginnings. And today, so many people, and I see this because again, I, I'm within about a 10 minute drive, my house to Google headquarters, where I see people going over to Google and taking selfies, pictures of themselves in front of Google. But I want you to understand, and even your own business, that all greatness starts from humble beginnings. It's amazing how very few people want to take a picture of themselves in front of their garage when their, their business is just starting. On the bottom right, that is a picture of my father, my little brother in the middle, and me on the right. In Mexico, my father was a butcher. And in the U.S., when I was 11 years old, on the weekends, we started going to the, the farms to kill a pig a cow and a goat, and we would sell fresh meat out of our garage. The truth is, I was embarrassed about this. I didn't want my friends to know. But today, when I look back at that experience, I learned more from that life experience of helping, uh, helping my family, how to overcome life's challenges, how to grow in my career, and how to grow in my business. So I share this story with you because as you start off in your own entrepreneurial journey, be proud of where you are at and where you come from. Next, I wanna share with you a little bit about my uh, business journey because the tips that I share with you today come from personal experience, not because I watched some YouTube video, not because I got an MBA on how to pitch, I got it because I have the bruises and the scars from trial and error. So having grown up in Silicon Valley, I worked in the tech industry more specifically for startups. I worked for five startups in the tech industry for a total of 12 years. During that time, I also co-founded with family and friends a nonprofit that was completely volunteer-based. I decided to make a career transition and I went to go, uh, I applied, and I got hired to be the president and CEO of the local Chamber of Commerce. After almost seven years of working at the Chamber of Commerce, I decided that I wanted to make another change. And I had been talking to my network, my contacts, about my next job opportunity. LinkedIn was one of those companies that I had uh, been talking to. LinkedIn created a position for me to do community relations work. And so I went to go work for LinkedIn from one year, again, doing community relations work. And it was during that time at working at LinkedIn that I got my business idea or, or really more formalized my business idea of creating Aspida Consulting, which we provide training and consulting now going on almost seven years. Now, 
I also want to share with you some of the obstacles that I've had to overcome along my professional journey. Number one, English, believe it or not, is my second language. If you haven't figured it out by my last name, uh, I am uh, of Latin or in, uh, more specifically of Mexican uh, descent. My parents were born in Mexico. I was born in California. A month after I was born, we moved back to Mexico, lived there until I was five years old. We came back to California and stayed. And when I started school, kindergarten, I only spoke Spanish. But being little, I was able to very quickly learn how to speak English. And I actually became my parents' translator in the, until they passed away almost seven years ago. Also, I come from low-income family. My father in the U.S. was a dishwasher. My mom uh, worked in the hotel industry in housekeeping. And I was on in California. The school system has a, a lunch program, for, for a free lunch program for students that come from low income. And I was on that free and re, uh, reduced lunch program. Also, uh, in college, I went to the University of California, Berkeley. And I, when I started uh, college, Berkeley all of a sudden said, Oscar, your writing is horrible. And I was like, wait a minute, how can that be? If in high school, I got good grades and now you're telling me that my English writing is horrible? Yes, Oscar, that is true. So they put me in this remedial English class uh, at UC Berkeley. My father had a first grade education, my mother, eighth grade education. Like I told you before, they didn't speak English. I could not even go to them in third grade or any grade to ask them to help me with my schoolwork. And then lastly, I know many of you are not gonna believe this, but my natural personality is an introvert. Yes, I know many of us have this misperception that anyone that does public speaking and nowadays for the last two and a half years, speaks, uh, you know, does training via Zoom, and most people have their cameras turned off that I can't even see your face, right? Like, I feel like I'm talking to the wall that, oh, Oscar, you must be an extrovert. No, I'm an introvert. Introvert, all right? I share these obstacles with you because, number one, I want to eliminate your excuses. But more importantly, I want to give you hope that if I can do it, if this knucklehead English as a second language student, low income, who is shy and embarrassed to, to speak, can do it and grow a successful business, you can too. All right, let's get into the first thing that we're going to talk about, and that is developing your brand. The reason why I start with your brand is because, number one, Creating your brand, sometimes we hear it or know it as your personal brand or your professional brand. If you have a strong brand, that leads to the ability to influence others. Think of brands today like, I don't know, Louis Vuitton, you know, Mercedes, um, you know, uh, Virgin Airlines, whatever, you know, brand that you can think of. You see that and it influences you, right? It makes, depending on what that brand is, you buy it because it makes you feel good, et cetera, and so forth. Also, having a strong brand leads to developing stronger relationships. Next, 
it also gives you credi credibility. It gives you that credibility, okay? And then la uh, next, it also having a strong brand leads to um, 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 create more and more opportunities. Okay, so let's start off with your personal brand. The reason why I like to start with your personal brand is because until your business grows to be very big, people will buy from you. People buy from Oscar Garcia, not Aspita Consulting. So it's important that we start off with creating our personal brand. I'd like to keep things very, very simple. Our brand is made up of four main categories. The first one is our image. And in this case, when I say our image, it's both what people find about us online, whether it's social media, if they do a Google search or whatever, online. And the, the next is our um, uh, impression when people meet us, right? Like in person. So online and offline. If you were to allow me to go onto your social media account, whatever that is, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever, TikTok, and without knowing anything about you, and I just scroll through your feed, and if I see that you are sharing a lot of pictures about the outdoors, hiking, camping, whatever, you know, mountain climbing, whatever the outdoors, my impression is that you love the outdoors, right? Now, again, first imp impressions are very, very important, which is part of the reason why, even though I said, you know, that today having camera turned off, et cetera, like for me personally, it doesn't matter. I actually encourage you that if whenever you do um, an online, participate in an online event, do your best to turn your camera on. Now, I understand there are limitations, whether it's technical or maybe the situation that you find yourself in. If that's your case, I'm not talking to you. But if you have made it a habit over the last two and a half years of being in the pandemic that you constantly have your camera turned off, I think you have a problem. And imagine going to an investor and you trying to pitch with your camera turned off. Uh, good luck getting any funding. Number two, your mission. And in this case, I mean your why. Why do you do what you do? Now, there's typically two types of why. There's the personal why, and there's the why what's in it for others. In this case, I'm referring to the why what's in it for others. Let me give you an example between the two. On a personal level, why I'm doing what I'm doing and doing a you know a webinar today at 9 p.m., 9.15 p.m. my time. I have a keynote that I'm doing tomorrow that I still need to prepare. And I told you I'm an introvert, right? The reason why I'm doing it is because I love helping other people dream bigger. I love inspiring them. I love helping them. That's why I do it. But most of you don't care. And I understand it because as human beings, we're naturally selfish. So the other why, and then this is the why that I uh, ask you to create for others is what's in it for your clients? What's in it for others? My why as, as it relates to what's in it for you or my clients is I empower you so opportunities come to you. I empower you so opportunities come to you. That's the difference. Number three, your values, right? What do you stand for? What's important to you? What are things that you are just not willing to compromise? Your values. And lastly, number four 
is your vision? Where are you going? What does your company, your idea want to solve? Let me give you an example of a strong vision and the power be, uh, behind a strong vision. About 15 years ago, these two gentlemen went to in Silicon Valley to investors and they said to the investors, we have an idea. What's your idea? The investors asked. Our idea is that we are going to get strangers to use their car and they're going to pick up strangers and drop them off at a strange location. That's our idea. Think about this, right? What, what company am I talking about? Uber or Lyft. Think about how as crazy and that's really the model of Uber to pick up strangers by other strangers to take them in a strange location. I have two uh, now adult children, but when they were little, right? Their, their mother and I gave them the talk, be careful. Don't you ever get into a car with a stranger. And what do we do today? We get in a car with a stranger. In fact, we actually call it and with the map, with the mobile app. You know, we call a stranger to come pick us up, right? But my point here is the power of a vision and knowing how to sell that vision. These four things are very important in creating your brand. Next, let's talk about business brand. What makes up a business brand? Guess what? It's the same four things that make up our personal brand, except that in the business brand, we obviously connect our business, our business brand, uh, just with some nuances, with some changes, but you still have the image, the mission of your business, the values that your business stands for, and the vision of your business. And I want to share with you some examples of what it is that I'm, uh, that I'm referring to. And I'm going to use <coughs> my own company as, as an example. Let me just first have some water. Okay. So first off, the name Aspida, it is actually a, the Spanish word in English. Is, it means to aspire. Why did I pick Aspida? Because number one, I am of Mexican heritage. So that's one reason why I spoke, uh, I chose the Spanish uh, uh, version of the word aspire. Number two, I'm all about empowering others. The word aspire, right? It, it's, it, it goes along with empowering, helping, encouraging, motivating, right? Inspiring other people. So Aspida, if you notice the logo, the shape with kind of like that A, you know, two arrows kind of like a, a, it almost looks like an arrow going up, right? Again, it fits in line with the image, the brand, right, of my company. Right in the middle, or right front and center of the homepage is my why, empowering you so opportunities come to you. That's my mission of my company. And then down below, there's a brief description of what Aspida does. But again, I want to show, share with you how my personal brand and my business brand are connected. Here's another example. Oh, I think someone needs to mute themselves. <laughs> Here's another example. Uh, on the website, I have some credibility, right? So down below, I, I list 
the number of seminars that I've done, online events, the total number of uh, professional that I've trained, the continents, the countries, continents that I've spoken uh, uh, for, and then also some of the companies, some of my clients. Again, it gives that credibility. And in terms of speaking style, I have on my homepage some links to some videos and some testimonials. But again, everyone, I want you to see just the connection between the personal, the business brand coming together. The last thing I want to point out too is the importance when we connect our personal and our business brand. I'm a huge believer in connecting with the heart and being more authentic developing that stronger relationship with the other person. On my homepage, if you, first of all, if you go to a lot of executive or a lot of company websites and you go to the executive section of the website, most of the time, the way they write it is very professional, very uptight. Um, something like, oh, Oscar Garcia graduated from the University of California, Berkeley, you know, with a degree in this, and he's worked in this field and that field, et cetera, and so forth. Like, that's so professional. And, and, and honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just not my preference. That's not my style. On my homepage, on the left side, there's a picture of me, totally shy introvert. And I talk about how English is my second language. I talk about coming from a low-income family. And on the right side is a picture of today with my accomplishments, my credibility. A lot of times people, when they reach out to me, they're like, Oscar, wow, I can totally relate to your story. And see, folks, one of the things about foundations, about pitching, is knowing how to connect with the person's heart. Many of us try to connect with the head when we should first be connected with the person's heart. Okay, let's talk about creating your business storyline that will eventually lead to your pitch. These are some important uh, steps here and components that make up your uh, business storyline. <laughs> Number one, understand who your audience is. Who is your audience? Number two, what is the purpose of the story that you are telling? Number three, what is the hook? And the hook, what I mean by that is, what is that one thing that, you, that you're going to use or you're going to do to really connect and get people to sort of pause and pay attention to you? Number four, what's the emotional tone of your story, that your, your business story? Is it excited? Is it, is it you know, motivational? Is it kind of sad, a little somber? What is it? Number five, what is the takeaway? What do you want people when they read your story? Uh, or if it's a video, they watch your story. What do you want them to take away from that? And then lastly, number six, do you have a call to action? Okay, what do you want them to do? Do you want them to, to email you? Do you want them to click somewhere and then, you know, put in their contact information? You're going to email them some information. What is that call to action? Again, these are six tips to create a very powerful storyline. 
Now, I understand that some of you might not be quite there yet. So let me give you another option, another template to help you start creating this storyline. And you can actually take a screenshot or whatever with your phone, take a picture or whatever uh, of, of this. But here's a template. What you can do is essentially answer these questions. Your company or your business, what do you do? I help whoever your target audience is achieve whatever their goal is by providing whatever product or service. Next, who do you work with? Who I work with is audience one, audience two, audience three. In other words, you know, your different profiles. So for example, with me, entrepreneur, right? Um, uh, corporate comp uh, companies uh, to do some corporate training or uh, college uh, students, right? To work with colleges and universities. So again, what do I do? I help your target audience achieve list their goal by providing list your product or service and then who your uh, audience is, who your clients are, the type of clients. Okay. Um, I want to talk, uh, I want to share with you just a quick overview of how in my case, I put this, these storylines together in a very concise paragraph. So this is on our website uh, and it talks about a speed of consulting, answering the questions that I just mentioned. So a speed of consulting empowers you. So opportunities come to you. You see how right off from the very beginning, I lead with why, why do we do what we do? Next, we are a Silicon Valley training and consulting firm providing culturally relevant career and leadership programs. We deliver customized in-person, virtual and hybrid programs. Our clients include Fortune 1000 firms, professional association, associations, universities, and career development organizations. Again, just very, very concise statement here. Okay. Let me pause for a second. Any questions so far? Let me just look at the chat uh, here. Okay. Uh, all right. Any any questions, anyone so far? You can put it in the chat or maybe we can have- Hi, to... Oscar. Yes, uh, we have a chat from Joanne. Joanne, go ahead. Yes. Hi, Oscar. Thank you so much for sharing the tips that I know uh, the, you know, there are kind of template to pitch to the investors in general, but I think the most challenging part is, is the emotional hook, you know, engage the audience and then really kind of touch them with all my uh, personal story. Just in case, say, I don't really have a personal story. I mean, uh, what, what is the best way to really engage uh, the audience emotion, especially the U.S. investors? If you yeah. could share on that. Yeah, no, that's a great. So, Joanne, you might not have a personal story yourself, or maybe you might not feel comfortable sharing a personal story, which is understandable. What, you, what I would recommend is, <clears throat> is look at connecting your story to a situation or a problem that your product or service is looking to solve. So let me ask you this, Joanne, what, tell me um, your, the, the product or service that you offer. Okay, so uh, MediHeroes is a cross-border B2B platform that we are, uh, the, our 
we, we are connecting uh, medical products manufacturers, service providers, as well as buyers cross-border. Okay. And what is, a, what is one problem that your service or your product um, solves? Okay, the pain points we are trying to address is that the, uh, the existing platforms, they are uh, just providing the old uh, manufacturers and buyers with just product description. While MediHeroes, we provide them with uh, uh, quality certificate as well as license information of each member in the medtech industry. Okay, and, and by doing that, what, what, what is the pain point that you're solving for them? Okay, so we are, uh, we are helping the, our users or meta industry people, professionals with the information, the essential information. I mentioned that the uh, product certification like FDA certificate, FDA approval and CC certification, et cetera, to help them make a decision which one they need to contact out of a thousands of choices. Okay. So we save the time, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Get your, keep going. Mm. You say so, you were gonna say something. I think so you say- we, we are helping uh, both sides with which uh, parties they have to contact first and uh, they can eliminate routine process to contact each other for essential information such as company uh, license, as well as uh, the product certification such as FDAC. Usually they do it uh, via email. It takes weeks or months to get those such information, but none of the existing platform provides such information on the platform. For example, Alibaba, Amazon, they just provide just product description on the existing platform. Got it. So you're saving them time and money? Yes. Okay. So Joanne, here's what I want you to think about, okay? is everything that you told me right now, and we're going to get into an example for pitching, okay? And I'll get into uh, more in depth here. And I'm going to show everyone an example of a very concise pitch. But what I want you to do and think of it, Joanna, is I want you, you do have a pain, uh, pain point. You do have a story to tell. It's just not yours. It's your clients or potential clients. And what I want you to think about is everything that you just told me, I want you to reverse the order. I want you to start first with the pain point, because if 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 you go back and watch this recording, you're going to notice that you started telling me all the facts, 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 and then at the end, you started telling me the pain point. And what I want you to do is, I want you to start first with the pain. Oscar, our product saves uh, our our manufacturing clients or the supply chain. $10 million, $10, 10 million uh, every 30 seconds. I know that you might not believe that, but let me tell you why. Because they spend blah, 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 and they spend this amount of time. This is how we do it. You see where I'm, you see where I'm going at? Yeah. Okay, I will try it. That's a very difficult part to me, but I will, yeah, I but, will uh, try to reverse yeah. the order. Yes. Yeah, and the reason why, uh, Joanne, and to many of you, is because we are conditioned, as I mentioned earlier, we are conditioned to connect with the, the mind first with facts. And what I'm, what I want you to do here, if there's, if you forget everything that I tell you, connect with the heart first, everyone, because at the end of the day, you're dealing with a human being. See, one of the things that every culture 
except American culture. It, we know this. It's relationship first, business second. Relationship first, business second. Yet in America, we switch it around. Business first, and if a relationship ever happens, so be it. And then we have trainings like this, and we want to be pitched like every Silicon Valley startup. And I'm telling you, no. I want you to lead with your heart. Making sense? Makes sense. Me, Thank you, Oscar. Let me let me try. <laughs> let me try. All Thank right. you. Yes, yes, yes. It. Okay. Great question. Any other questions? These are some great questions. This is your time, everyone. You don't have me here every single day. <laughs> okay. So please, I, I want to make this as engaging and as interactive as possible. Answer your questions. I want you to be successful. You're going to have a an event, I think, at the end of August. So other questions, comments. Loved your uh, your question. Thank you, Joanne. Would you mind using the raise hand function, folks, uh, just in case I accidentally miss you if you have a question or comment? Thanks. Yes. Any other? Oh, there we go. Uh, is it Junko? Hi, Junko. If someone can help me with the, I think she's on mute. Or... Uh, Junko-san, Junko-san, you're yes. mu muted, I think. Yes, sorry. <laughs> um, I think I have very strong why with my business and with yes. my personal story, but I many times I feel shy to present that rather because um, like in many cases when I hear the other people pitching, sometimes it's like too much, too much why, and then like it's just like, um, it it feels like it feels like uh, they're showing off or something. It doesn't really touch my heart. And then yeah. like after some time, I started feeling like maybe it's good to hide it a little bit. But then like you're right because other times when I hear the pitch of other people, like it does touch. So I I just I want to find what's the difference like when why or passion of the entrepreneur sounds too much or when it's just right. Yes, um, yes. Junko, that's a very good. Th th you're right. There is a balance. There is a balance. Um, <clears throat> first of all, is I want all of you to understand that it's, it will take practice. Practice telling your story, pitching your story. Um, I did not. I'm not <clears throat> here to tell you that the first time that I came up with my why that I was like, yes, one try and I got it. No, it took me many, many times, many times. I would share it with family, with friends. <clears throat> I would be at a networking event and I would say it. And then I would wait to see what kind of feedback, what kind of questions, what kind of reaction it is that I would get. The other thing too, that's very important, uh, Junko, is when I said it, how did I feel? Did I feel genuine, sincere, did I feel passionate? And, it, you know, and, and over time, I got better at being more concise. I also got more confident in telling it. Because here's the other thing too, everyone, and, you know, Junko, is we are not going to connect with everyone. Like on this webinar, 
there's many of it. In fact, the, the statistics say that 90% of you, I will never hear from you. I will never connect with you again. And that's okay. That's okay. Your product or service is not for everyone. Remember earlier I mentioned about the audience, knowing who your audience is, okay? The last thing that I want to say too is I also believe there's some cultural challenges that we need to overcome and even some gender. In, 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 in Mexican culture, it's a very macho, very patriarchal culture where women are not supposed to do certain things and this and that. And, you know, all of a sudden if they, you know, try to be entrepreneurs and start their own business, like, what are you doing? You should be home, cleaning the house, cooking. I have a daughter. You know what I want her to do? I'm not teaching her how to, you know, have a seat at the table. I'm teaching her how to own the building and rent the tables and the chairs. So there's many other factors, Junko, that come into it. And it's in your, your feelings are legitimate. But I also want to tell you, my friend, that you can do it. Thank you. I, I, I totally understand that it takes practice and then I will keep on doing that. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Great. Who else? Uh, was there another, Oscar, we was have there? one more question yeah. from Hannah. Yes, Hannah. Hi, Oscar. Good morning from Korea. Um, Hello. I <laughs> I totally um, agree that the personal comes first after the business comes. But since we are pitching in front of the um, the investors from US and we are, as you know, we are all from Korea and Japan. And since there are so many cultural differences, as you said, but do you have any tips that we can get connected or any um, cultural agreements says like, even though we are seeing some personal personal experiences or something, anything of like Korean experiences, but may happen that American investors do not understand. So do you have any tips to um, clo make it closer between the differences of yes. two different cultures? Yes. Got it. Great, great question too, again, Hannah. So here's some things that I recommend is, is that when I want you to research the companies and the individual investors. Google them. Go on LinkedIn. Look at, um, see if there's some YouTube videos of them giving some kind of talk. I don't care what kind of talk it is. Maybe they were on a panel. Maybe, you know, they're, they're, it's an investor call. Something so that you can also get a feel for their personality and style. So, for example, if you were to look at some videos of me, you notice that I'm very animated. In fact, I speak more with my hands than my mouth. You would also understand that, wow, Oscar's very relationship-oriented. Why is this important? Because now you get to, under, to study and understand what is that person's personality style? What is their focus? Maybe someone else is more factual more definitely more business so you're going to also adjust your your pitch to the audience let me give you a, a a very simple and specific example of what i mean by this so i mentioned to you that my why is i empower you so opportunities come to you a few years back i was at a conference standing room only listening to the speaker and i felt someone standing behind me and i turned around it was the dean of, of, a, of a college 
who um, works in the what, the what we call workforce development. And we hadn't seen each other in about six months. And he's, you know, he said, Oscar, great to see you again. What have you been up to? Now, remember, dean of a college. So in other words, he works with students. And so what I said to him is, I said, Bill, I empower students so opportunities come to them. That simple addition of the word students made a big difference because he said, wow, how do you do that? I went ahead and I told him and he asked for my business card. I gave it to him. True story. Within five minutes of parting ways, he emails his executive assistant, copies me on the email, and he says to his ex executive assistant, can you please schedule a meeting with Oscar? I want to talk to him about some opportunities with us. But again, going back, Hannah, to what I mentioned, doing your homework, your research on who your audience is going to be, the investors, what are their hot buttons, will help you better craft that. Now, Again, I also have some other examples here a little bit later that I'm going to show you, but that, that's some things that I think for you to do that will be very helpful uh, to you. Does, does that help you? Does that answer your question? Yeah, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Okay. Any other questions, anyone? Yeah, I think okay. we can move on yeah. for now. Okay, perfect. All right. Okay, everyone, so let's get into some uh, pitch tips, all right? Some, uh, what I call the 10 perfect pitch tips. So number one, it is very, very important that you practice and get good at telling stories, storytelling. I will tell you also that this is an area that I, I, I have had to work on, how to tell a story. I told you English is my second language. Writing, it is not my strength. But I practice storytelling. And there's different ways of storytelling. There isn't just one way. Okay. But storytelling. Also, number two is for you to understand what is the need of the your market, the space that you are in. What is the need? Look at what, uh, you know, do, do your homework, do some research. How has a pandemic impacted the industry, the market? Number three, keep it simple. Do not complicate things. Keep it simple. I oftentimes, what I like to do, because I'm a visual person as well, is I like to write things out like my pitch and look at it. And then look at eliminating some extra words, some unnecessary words, and et cetera, and so forth. Remember, too, that the way we write and the way we speak is different, too. Also, number four, the whole show me the money. It's important that in your pitch, you also showcase how do you plan to make money? How does your business plan to make money, generate revenue? Number five. Okay, and your your pitch show if 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 you already have some kind of progress or what we call traction, talk about it. What is that progress that you've been doing that you've had? Okay, you started here, you've been doing this, and you're here. In other words, show ideally some some kind of progression if you have that. Number six, your marketing and sales plan. What is it? 
Can you talk about it? Can you give us some example of what is your, your how you're going to generate that, the uh, promote your product or service? How are you going to generate uh, those sales? Number seven, it's also selling yourself, right? Your personality, your attitude. Like I mentioned to you at the very beginning, your personal brand, people buy from Oscar Garcia. Maybe one day my company will be big enough, you know, like Apple and like Steve Jobs passed away. May his soul rest in peace. But Apple keeps selling many phones, even though Steve Jobs is no longer around, all right? Number eight, know your numbers. What I mean by knowing your numbers is obviously your sales projections, your revenue, et cetera. That's what I mean, okay? Number nine, don't forget to understand who your competition is. Now, I was uh, when I was in Central Asia, about a month or so ago, I uh, was a judge uh, at a pitch competition. And I asked um, one of the participants who your competition is. And his answer was, we don't have competition. We're the only ones in the market that do this. And can I tell you something? That's not true. Sometimes our competition isn't necessarily in another company, but sometimes the competition is the mindset. The mindset that people need to adapt at doing things differently, all right? And then lastly, number 10, what's your spending plan? So these 10 things, okay, <coughs> excuse me, is what ultimately makes a good uh, uh, pitch. All right, um, so I mentioned to you earlier that I wanna walk you through a pitch exercise. And like I also mentioned is, I would like for you to uh, some volunteers uh, to share, and please know that there is no right or wrong answer um, in in how you pitch. This exercise is meant for me to be able to give you some feedback to help you as you prepare for next month's um, uh, event. Okay, so before I do that, do this, please turn up the volume on your computer or wherever it is that you're watching me, because I want to share with you this quick little video of a very concise um, pitch in the uh, uh, TV show Shark Tank. So please, again, turn up the volume on your, uh, um, uh, on your computer. So just imagine you're at a dinner party or maybe even a tailgate. Better yet, we're at a local bar with some friends having some champagne. Would anyone care for a glass? Yes, please. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th I thought you were joking. Yeah. Thank you, Lori. Here you go. Thank oh, you. Right. Damon doesn't like champagne, so I'll take his. <laughs> oh, it totally does. <laughs> there you go. Thank That's you. Damon's favorite drink. <laughs> Thank you, senor. <laughs> Charles, what should we toast to? Uh, pitching to the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> to you, Charles. Thank you. Sometimes it ends badly, though. <laughs> So you know how it goes. Eat some food, you have some drinks. Before you know it, the night's over and it's time to go home. And the most important question is, are you safe to drive? And who would want to carry one of these bulky old breathalyzers around? So that's why I created Breathometer, the world's first smartphone breathalyzer. It's so small, it can fit in your pocket. Let me show you how it works. Simply retract the audio jack, plug it into the smartphone, activate the app. Within a matter of seconds, 
you'll be able to know what your breath alcohol level is. And better yet, it can even tell you how long it'll take to sober up. And if need be, you can even hail a cab with the push of a button. So please join me on this mission to help people make smarter and safer decisions one breath at a time. Thank you. Okay, everyone. So before we go into the exercise, um, question. What do you think of uh, his pitch? What's your feedback? Anyone? Okay, let me look at the chat. I think I see some people. Okay, smart. Yes. What else? What do you think? Was it long? Was it short? But uh, yes, oh, Amy, yes. <laughs> okay, very concise, easy to relate. Mm -hmm. Very simple. Um, yes. What else? What do you think of um, the relate the uh, the uh, get interest by experience relationship comes? Yes. Great opening to engage all from connecting with the audience well. Do you notice how he gives them uh, a, 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 what is it, some champagne or, or toast at the beginning? Something visual. What he does is he engages the investors, the Shark Tank investors right away. The other thing is, remember I mentioned to you about storytelling? How he talks about, imagine you are, and he uses an example that many of us are very familiar. We've been in that situation. We go to a cocktail party, right? And we drink, you know, have cocktails with friends, we're party, whatever. Like, I mean, hopefully we've never been in this situation, you know, but it's like very relatable. <laughs> okay, here we go. I guess the champagne silence the shark. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yes, but again, very now his pitch. Here is, I can't really see it right here, but it's roughly about 90 seconds. 90 seconds is his pitch. Okay. I share this example because, again, it's a very good, concise example of a pitch that has the elements to initially begin. Now, here's the other part, too, that I want you, because on the previous slides, I gave you 10 things. Remember the sales and marketing plan and so forth. This is the, think of it as kind of the opening act because what happens is now he got the sharks interested asking him questions and it is at that point then that you begin to share more details one of the mistakes that we make is right up front we tell them everything and you know uh junko to your or i think it was junko to your to your point is we share so much that we then bore people just Give them that little taste that they want to know more. Okay. Any, let me see what else. We need to look at the make think for themselves. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Right. Very good. Okay. Let's go on then next. Oop, here we go. So here's an outline of the pitch exercise. And I encourage you to take a screenshot or a picture to make it easy for yourself, you know, because uh, I'm going to give you a few minutes to prepare. But, um, Here's the outline, some questions for you to answer in your pitch. What problem are you solving? Number two, what is your product or service solution? Number three, what is your differentiator? How is your product or service different from the competition? Number four, who will use your product 
who will pay for your product or service. The re understand that that sometimes who uses it and who pays for it can be two different groups. For example, you know, uh, a kid's toy. Who's going to use it? Obviously, the, the child. Who's going to pay for it? Mom or dad. Number five, describe the marketing sales plan. Okay, let me just see. Uh, yes. So these five things here. Again, what problem are you solving? What is your product service solution? What is your differentiator? Who will use, pay for your product or service? And then again, describe the marketing and sales plan. Any questions on, on these five questions? We're good. Thumbs up. Yes. All right. Okay. So here are the rules. Um, first of all, I'm going to give you, it's, I'll give it to, to five minutes here. I know it's not a lot of time, but I just really quick will practice here. Okay. But um, I'm going to give you five minutes here for you to um, go online. You can go to Google, wherever it is, you know, that you want to, to gather this information here. All right. It doesn't, uh, doesn't matter. But when we come back here after five minutes, I will ask for some volunteers and you will have three minutes to pitch. You can use, if you already have maybe some slides and you want to share your screen, you're welcome to, or if you have, we want to hold something up, you know, for us to see it, that's fine. If you don't want to use any resources, that is fine too, but you can use them. Uh, and then lastly, again, if you want to have some kind of any multimedia or something, that's fine too as well. Okay. But again, for the actual pitch, three minutes, you can use any resources available uh, or multimedia. Okay. And like I said, at least for me right now, it's 9.55 PM Tuesday. <laughs> okay. So in five minutes, we'll come back and I'll ask for a volunteer for you uh, to pitch, and then uh, I'll give you some feedback. Any questions? Okay. All right. So uh, I'll stay on. Obviously, I'll be here. If you want to, you know, ask me any questions while you're you're um, researching it, that is fine. Um, in the meantime, I'll go back to the previous slide. Uh, there we go. So you can have the, uh, the questions here. Okay.
Alexis, I take Red Bull. <laughs> I'm kidding, Alexis. <laughs> and everyone, when we come back uh, for the pitch, please, we definitely want to hear from you. Even if you just speak Korean or only Japanese, Please volunteer. We have translators. We need to make sure those tra these translate translators earn their money here. So let's put them to work. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay, everyone. Well, we are back. We are back. Not like we went anywhere, right? Virtually here. So, <laughs> okay. All right. So, who would like to? Volunteer first. Anyone who wants ten million dollars? No one. You're all no, Oscar. I want a hundred million dollars. <laughs> okay. Oh, awesome. Okay. Let me see if I'm. Uh, I hope I'm, I'm pronouncing it. Is it uh, Miwa? Miwa. Uh, yes. Hi, Miwa. Uh, hello. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for your insightful uh, lesson. Yeah, thank no, you so of course. Much. Of course. Let me actually stop sharing here. Just so uh, there we go. Just so we can make it a little easier too for me to see. All okay. Of the... Okay. So, meanwhile, we will start with you. So. Um, uh, thank you. And uh, may I share? Okay, could, could I share my slide a little uh, bit? Uh, let me see. Is, uh, yeah, can is we... that okay? Yeah. Are we able to let? Can someone? Janet or someone, are you able to give her the ability to share her screen? Yes, there we go. Uh, maybe I can. There you go. Okay. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Uh, okay. So, um, hello everyone. My name is Miwa Tanaka. I'm a co-founder and co-CEO of Vares in Tokyo. Uh, first of all, I'd like to I'd like you to see this uh, number, fifty percent. Uh, do you know what the number is? This is the percentage of women who leave their jobs before and after the birth of their first child in Japan. Uh, this is uh, this is really why we start our business, Waris, because uh, right now we offer. Uh, in order to tackle this issue, we started worries. Actually, almost half of Japanese women leave their jobs. And we offer two basic services now. One is Waris Professional and the other is Waris Work Again. Waris Professional is a meeting service between female freelancers and companies. Uh, currently, nearly 20,000 women partner with Waris Professional. And we connect them with companies through a flexible work schedule. 
and the other service what is work again encourages women who have carryable lungs to go back to work with confidence we strongly believe our services are critical to help Japan and Japanese women realize their true potential in the 21st century. Thank you. All right, everyone, let's give her a, a round of applause, Miwa. Congratulations for uh, Thank volunteering. You. I appreciate it. So, Miwa, first no, of yes. all, mm. yes. So let me give you some feedback. Uh, yes, first please. All, Thank yes. you. First of all, I love how you uh, show that 50% number. Mm -hmm. I think that's very powerful. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you're putting together your presentation, you know, ultimately, mm -hmm. I told you right now it's a draft. What mm -hmm. I encourage you to do <coughs> ultimately mm -hmm. is when you put together your, and, and honestly, you can only really, you really only need maybe one to three slides as mm -hmm. I listen to you. But mm -hmm. I want you to take that 50% and put it really big mm -hmm. and then, Below, mm -hmm. well, in English, it would be I would if if I was doing it in English, I would put fifty percent, mm -hmm. and then below, put the word quit. Mm -hmm. Fifty percent quit, because mm -hmm. that's that catches your attention. Anyone, you're like no one wants to quit. Mm. No one, right? And and so you capture right off the bat people's attention. It's like, what are you talking about? What is she mm -hmm. referring to? The second thing is I would, going back to knowing your audience is maybe mm. at the beginning you say you have the slide that says 50% quit and you start off with the story is imagine you're mm. running, you're the CEO mm -hmm. and you have a major contract to deliver mm -hmm. in the next 30 days and 50% mm -hmm. of your staff, mm -hmm. of your employees quit. Mm -hmm you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Well, and then you transition into what you said about women. Mm -hmm. You follow me where I'm going? Mm -hmm. Do you understand me? Oh, uh, yes, I understand. Mm -hmm. So you connect because you can, you just gave this idea, just like in the Shark Tank example, where the gentleman mm -hmm. said, imagine you're at a party mm -hmm. and you're drinking. Mm -hmm. So I'm just sharing with you some examples of how you can craft your story a, a, a little more relatable and mm -hmm. then be able to transition mm -hmm. to what your company does and why it's important to support mm -hmm. women and how your company does it. Mm -hmm. Does that help? Does that help me well? Okay, uh, I understand. Thank you so much for your great feedback. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Okay, um, next is it? Oscar, I think we should just try to transition between the two countries. So maybe if we could have someone from Korea go first and then have Kaori uh, yes. go after that, would that work? And yes, we yes, have yes. three volunteers from Korea. So I'm going to leave it for you to pick. <laughs> okay, Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, how are you? Awesome. Thank you for, um, you know, today. Uh, it's very, so far it's been very helpful and valuable information. Um, I wasn't expecting to go so soon. So, um, <laughs> and um, I, I just want to say first, um, I think for me, for my pitch, the storyline is the most difficult. So I think I'm just going to give 
my regular pitch. Um, sure. And then I, I know if you can provide feedback, that'd be great. Yes. Um, okay. Oh, and I will share my screen. So. Okay. Uh, sorry, let me just. Um, can you see my screen? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, hello, I'm Amy. I'm the CEO for Kisa. Um, we design sustainable uh, luxury handbags um, that balance beautiful aesthetics with function. Um, so one of the uh, issues, major issues we face today in our modern world is um, environmental pollution um, from leather manufacturing and plastic waste. Um, when I did research, um, I found out that um, millions of chemicals are used during the process of tanning leather and all of these chemicals um, pollute the air, water, and soils. And you also know about plastic waste. And so both of these um, are huge um, environmental health um, factors as well as just um, uh, issues in general. Um, so one, let's see. So our solution is to um, provide products that are used with sustainable materials such as vegan leather and plant-based materials that are made with cactus and other um, plants and uh, fruit-based leathers. And then our other solution is to use um, plastic waste, reduce, the, uh, reduce plastic waste that ends up in the landfills by using, by developing products with them uh, for home decor and accessories. Um, actually, I'll skip that. So um, our products, um, our competitive advantage is that we combine style, function, and sustainability. Uh, many brands out there uh, focus either on only sustainability or function um, or only style. And um, I have an interior architecture background. And so that was one of my um, desires was to create um, you know, products that blended all of these uh, uh, things that I really am passionate about. And so all of our products are made um, to be multifunctional. And so um, you can use them in multiple ways. And so, uh, for example, this is our um, latest um, collection. Um, is made with cactus leather, and um, you can uh, fit a 13-inch uh, laptop, so it can be used, you know, for every day or uh, for a uh, for your work. And then um, our target market are the fashion-conscious and businesswoman who want something that's stylish yet functional, but who really want something that's uh, more eco-friendly. And then, as far as our marketing, we I'm currently mar um, uh, marketing on Instagram and Facebook, and then uh, with various um, offline events, such as vegan fairs and pop-up events and um, offline market fairs as well. Um, and then this was our competitive advantage and, and, and our revenue model, we're selling to B2B and B2C. So uh, currently we have about six different um, uh, online sales platforms in Korea. And then we're starting to look into branching out into um, Southeast Asia to uh, Hong Kong and Taiwan and, and possibly Singapore as well. And, and this is our team, myself and then my team member, uh, YJ, she's um, yeah, our marketing <laughs> director. And, and as far as, um, Asking, uh, we're asking for uh, 200,000 USD um, that would help expand our product lines as well as um, expanding um, 
into other markets, um, such as like developing our own proprietary materials. Thank you. Awesome. Everyone, let's also give uh, Amy a big round of applause. Yes, congratulations. Amy, um, I can tell you, you've been doing your research, you are prepared, you obviously have a very beautiful uh, pitch deck. Uh, you've done your your homework and the different categories that I mentioned, <coughs> excuse me, earlier. Mm -hmm. um, there are three things that you mentioned that stand out in my mind about your product. Uh, style, function, sustainability. Style, mm -hmm. function, sustainability. Um, okay. So everyone, there is a power in threes. There's a power in threes. And Amy uses that very, very effectively in her pitch here. Again, style, function, sustainability. So uh, I love that. I love that you have those uh, things. Um, Thank you. Amy, I think maybe in the in the beginning, and you mentioned this um, before you started, is um, look at maybe leading, opening up with, again, a story. And that story could be either a personal story. I don't know. I'm, I'm just making this up right mm -hmm. now. But maybe mm -hmm. the story is that one day you went to the beach on vacation with your family and it's a gorgeous beach and all of a sudden you turn around and there's this part of the beach where you see a turtle with dead because of the plastic pollution or something or you know dead animals or and you know that just caught your attention and you're like this is what can we do to make you know a more environmental friendly product service etc and so forth in style again i'm just making this up this story right now as, as we speak or maybe there's something else, you know, another uh, story. But it um, is it, that storyline is helps just bring those investors, that audience, into like you made them feel like you're they're part of your journey, and they get it. And then the rest of what you pitched and the the, the that you shared, it's beautiful. You, I mean, yeah, I think it's just that little um, story at at the beginning uh, will help you. Uh, weave the rest of it okay thank you so much i appreciate that yes you're welcome you're welcome okay uh let me see here. next um, oscar we have from japan kaori who's been waiting very patiently oh uh, yes kaori yes Yoshimi, yeah. okay um thank you for a great opportunity to do the pitch uh for streamies i have like uh, several slides but trying to be like at the initial doing the initial three minutes pitches so the um so i hope like i can get like uh, improve the my pitches so oh, let well. me share my screen okay yeah so can you see now yes yeah so um thank you for your time i'm going to present uh ichido premium sparkling sake today so how many of you have already experienced of the sake before? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think like uh, like more than like half ladies has already uh, have experience of sake. But how about like sparkling sake then? Yeah, it's very like less people or not so many people have uh, experienced the sparkling sake. So let me explain what is sparkling sake. 
So this is a clean alternative to wine or sparkling wine with seven to 15 alcohol by volume and five times less than acidity than wine. So the strongest point is the finest quality and natural ingredients. So the finest quality has three points. Junmai Ginger Grade, which is grade based on the last person percentage, meaning that it has high quality of rice uh, sake base. The second point is finest bubbles created by secondary fermentation, which is same method of champagne. And the third point is that this sparkling sake has created by more than 500 people's tasting in Chicago, London, and Hong Kong with advisor of champagne industry expert. And then uh, the other point, which is very important of this product is natural ingredients, which is very good for your future. So we use a high quality non-GMO Japanese slice and natural water. No additives, gluten-free, sulfide-free, and tannin-free. And we use a rich cozy acid and pure sweetness from rice without any sugar. So these are the point uh, which we wanna deliver. And um, if it's possible, like I wanna toast with you with a real sparkling sake, but today I cannot give you, so uh, let me just explain as a word. Yeah. So yeah, this is a, like a starting point of my pieces. So let me stop until here. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yes, thank you everyone again. Please give her a, a round of applause. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Carrie. Um, Boy, I, I uh, even though it's uh, almost 10, 10 30 p.m., I, 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 now I feel like I need to have some. Of, can you please ship some over? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, it's already in uh, San Francisco. There we go. Okay, I'll look it up. But um, so, I, okay, great stuff here. Question for you. So I noticed in, in your slide, you bolded the clean. Uh, in the phrase, the clean alternative to wine, you bolded the clean. Yes. What do you mean by that? And, and second question is, who is your target audience for your, um, for your sparkling sake? So what do you mean by the clean? And secondly is, who's your target audience? Yeah, clean means that the, I want to use a healthy kind of the word because we have like um, natural ingredients, but because it's alcohol, it's a little bit tricky to use the word of health. Mm, yes, that's, yes, yes. That's why I, I 
change to like water to clean instead of using more healthier alcohol or something like that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I understand mm -hmm. that. Um, and mm -hmm. who's your who's your target audience? Yeah, actually, the target audience is like a actually females. Okay. And like uh, today's uh, attendances, uh, the females who has uh, who prefer more like a clean healthier product and more conscious about like uh, new things and new like uh, healthy things and okay. uh, eager to express more delicious, more innovative um, food and beverage experiences. Okay. And have a like um um have a um good wealth, probably more than ten million USD income or so, because this is like a high end premium product. Sure. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. And I I had a feeling that's where you were going with a higher end premium. You know, again, um, uh, female that's more health conscious, but obviously nothing wrong with having a a cocktail drink, you know, mm -hmm. and, and and so forth. So definitely. So in your in your pitch, mm -hmm. um, I encourage you uh, in the beginning to paint that picture of who this your target audience is, mm -hmm. so that um, I understand as an investor who might be who is that potential client. Mm -hmm. right and okay. why is that potential why is your sake your sparkling sake why would it be um uh, uh uh important or why would that audience desire your sparkling sake over other alternatives okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh of what it is um so again that the for you right now the initial feedback is to uh, in the beginning, lead um, and paint that picture of who your audience is, okay. because that, now you because now you make a stronger connection between the importance of it being clean, why it's alternative, and why uh -huh. that's important to your audience, the more sophisticated okay. woman. Okay, uh -huh. so thank great. you so much. No, uh -huh. you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. One, one question. Yes. Um, if like a, it's like Leo um, pieces. I really want to do provide some experience of sake, but do you recommend to start starting with um like a toasting or like a during the pitches or end of pitches? If yes. I give you the experience, I so I actually would recommend. I mean, obviously, if you were doing this live or somehow you were able to ship some samples, I would actually um, recommend starting off in the beginning. Okay. Yes. 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 Get that that taste. It reminds me of almost like the scenario, at least in the U.S., with Costco, the mm -hmm. store, the Costco, where I, I'm walking through Costco and there's uh, tables, people that are giving free samples mm -hmm. of the food. They give yeah, you a little yeah. taste, taste, and you're like, "Oh, this is good." And then right behind them is the merchandise, mm. right? And they tell you. You know, you ask questions, they educate you, et cetera, and, and so forth. But definitely start off. Yeah, start off with uh, with with uh, your product um, uh, mm -hmm. so they can sample it and then get into it. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You are welcome. Okay. Uh, is it 
Joe, I think Oscar, do we have time for? I know you mentioned the power of threes, but do we have time for one more so that we could yes, even yes, out yes, the yes, number absolutely. for both countries? We absolutely. have uh, Joanne and Hannah Kim from Korea. I'll let you decide okay. again. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Joanne. Let's, let's. Thank you, Oster. Uh, let me uh, reverse what, uh, reverse my pitch. Are you uh, just pointed at last time? Okay. Uh, can you see the screen? Yes. Okay, slide. Okay. Okay, let me finish in three minutes. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm very pleased to present MediHeroes. It's a cross-border B2B uh, vertical platform for the meta industry. Uh, my name is Joanne Lee. I am a CEO and a founder of MediHeroes. A, a little bit about myself that I used to serve the, the privileged with Mercedes-Benz and Rolex. Uh, 20 years ago. 10 years ago, I started to serve the underprivileged with the medical supplies and products. So I have, I have spent about a, uh, a week on the plane every month to visit underprivileged countries such as Myanmar, Vietnam, all the country. I have been responsible for uh, 80 countries, including USA. I have seen and visiting every single clinics and the labs that they are barely gift. So that I decided to come up with a cross-border B2 platform to, to really help those underprivileged uh, hospital labs and patients with the quality product and services, but there's still, today there isn't really cross-border B2 vertical platform to really help buyers with the quality product supplies. And this is quite the major problem I wanted to address, but this is not the, this is not all. More important is that, as I mentioned earlier, that they all deserve essential medical product to make sure that they make uh, they buy the right medical products on uh, for their own patients as well as the healthcare facilities. Uh, Alibaba, Lazada, Amazon, they do not provide such information. So, so far, every single buyer they have the contact individual suppliers to. At, they have to ask for, do you have FDA? Do you have a license? Do you have a C certification? So our solution is very simple that we help the buyers uh, verify before they buy, they buy medical supplies and services on MediHeroes with a few clicks. A few products, check the company's certificate and credit report and check with supplier real time. This is our differentiation again, and view all the clinical certification and clinical evidence before you purchase. You will save them weeks to months, maybe years, to find the right products and services for all the stakeholders in the industry. So this is, we have just launched MVP in April, and we, uh, on our site, all the stakeholders from buyers, sellers, as well as all the healthcare facilities, they can find the products, services, as well as communities they would like to uh, uh, connect in, in our site. This is one demo, one health serum is portable ultrasound manufacturers. Unlike other uh, or existing platforms, uh, buyers can check the clinical evidence, which is essential for their decision making. And also in FDA CE mark on site. And uh, we are membership fee-based business model. Uh, we aim to acquire 1,000, 100,000 members by 2025 and aiming 100 million US dollars by end. And the uh, market size uh, of this, uh, the market we're looking, looking into, the total addressable market is 
800 billion US dollars. A serviceable uh, uh, market is 40 billion. Uh, SOM is 4 billion we are looking into. And uh, we have launched in April. And uh, since then, we have been working with all global uh, association as well as accelerators such as Meta Innovator, NUHS in Singapore and Korean University Hospital in Korea and other local B2B e-commerce platform in Philippines as well as India. We are very dedicated team from multinational uh, multi countries from Korea, Singapore, Hong Kong. And our vision is to make a quality medical supplies and services access to anyone, anytime, every, anywhere, because we all de deserve it. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, please uh, feel free to contact me. Thank you. Yeah, sure. And everyone again, please give her a round of applause. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Joanne, how did you feel reversing the order and the way you opened it, your, your pitch? How did you feel? Um, I think in the beginning was uh, opening was too long and kind of uh, boring, but uh, yeah, I, I hope that uh, I was able to connect you. I mean, uh, I was able to be uh, connect with some of you, hopefully. Yes, yes. When I heard you tell the story of the, where you worked and so forth, again, to me personally, I'm like, you, 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 you just humanized your product. And for me, again, I just connect it because, and again, I'm speaking obviously for myself, not everyone's going to be this way. Okay. But for me, it was like, you know, there's, there's a purpose. There's some values, a heart behind why you're doing what you're doing besides just the money. Okay. Now, maybe it was a little uncomfortable to start off that way because you haven't done it. And yes, like you said, you know, maybe you were a little too long and so forth, but I want you to know that all those things, you, you can improve on those things with practice. You can improve on those. Now, can you, are, do you still, are you still able to share your slides? Because I want you to go to the very last slide that you shared. I want to point something out here that's very, I think, very powerful yeah, to sure. what you're doing. The last, uh, the last slide. Yes, the last slide. Yes. So here, this statement: make quality medical supplies and services accessible to anyone, anytime, and anywhere. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. This statement, Joanna, I would. This is why you do what you do. Mm -mm. I want you to put this statement front and center of your slides or on your website, like, bam, all right? Because this captures, if like, if you lost your presentation and the only thing I was able to find was this statement, like, I'd be like, this is awesome. Like, how do they do this? It's still pretty cool. Like, who doesn't want to have, med you know, medical supplies and services accessible anytime, anywhere, especially, if, you know, something happens to you. So, I point this out, everyone, because remember, again, I shared about your why statement and how I, my case and my business, I have my why statement on my homepage right there in front, empowering you so opportunities come to you. Think about it, Joanne, okay? Don't save this to the very end. Maybe okay. put it at, at the front. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. your yes. comment, Oscar. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. But um, thank you again, um, everyone. Uh, let me share. We're going to wrap it up here really quickly. My go back to my screen.
all right. So please put in the chat one takeaway from today's uh, workshop. What is one thing that you walk away are walking away from today? Also, I want to give you my contact information. Some, I see some of you already sent me an invitation to connect on LinkedIn. I am very active on LinkedIn. You can follow us on Instagram. I also have a podcast. If you listen to podcasts called Career Talk with OG, for my name, Oscar Garcia. On the bottom right is my email and website. If you're an introvert, super introvert, you know, to some extent, like myself, there's my email, there's my website on the bottom left. You can reach out to me tomorrow, a week later, 10 years later down the road. Hey, when you become a gazillionaire, you know, please let me know because I'll send you a card and congratulate you. Okay. But um, any questions? Any questions? All right. Uh, Junko, yes. I see your kind of finger yes. up. Yes. Um, I have a question. Um, you said like um, the target client. Uh, target client is sometimes like who pays the money and who use the services different. In my case, it's also the same because I sell the cosmetic ingredient. So my direct client is the cosmetic brand or the cosmetic manufacturer, but then their client who actually pays money is the end user. So in that case, like I sometimes wonder, I mean, like who they want to sell the product is the um, user of the cosmetic product. So um, I wonder um, how can I differentiate the target depending on who I'm pitching? Yeah, no, great, great question, uh, Junko. So it, it, two things. One is certainly do some research on them manufacturing who the, the majority of their um, clientele audience is. So you can adjust your, your, your message, your pitch to it. It reminds me of the example that I used um, with the dean from the college where all I did with him is I added I empower students. One word, mm -hmm. students. Mm -hmm. If I would have, if I was talking to um, someone at Hewlett Packard, Cisco, Google, that does, you know, that is in charge of training, I wouldn't have obviously added students. I just, I would have said, I empower employees. The opportunities come to them. So mm -hmm. sometimes, so one, start off with doing some research on who, you know, that end consumer is, who they sell to, so that then you can then look at how you can uh, adjust your pitch, your message, your why slightly. Sometimes very little, sometimes it'd be a little bit more. Mm. So okay. it's probably even if I'm presenting to the same company, depending on like if it's an R&D or the marketing, like pitch can be yes. different. Yeah. And, and, and remember, when I say different, doesn't mean completely different. It just means yeah, yeah. some minor, minor, minor changes. I got it. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Um, Hannah, I see your hand up. By the way, Hannah, I love your setup because I see myself multiple times in there. So. <laughs> 
Oh, I was still hanging, uh, holding my hand because I was waiting for the pitch session, but I didn't know it was over. So. Oh yes, yes. I apologize. Yeah, because we're coming up here to the the ninety minutes here. Oh, yeah. so here's one question. So yes. to get some idea or the the eye catching before beginning our pitch decks. So I was about to um demo our pitch, begin with how long can you concentrate on online lectures? So. Is that too long or too short, or what do you think about that? What uh, I'm sorry, say that or ask me that again. Because as you see, as you said, our product is the the recording service using our software out of this. So you're look, you're watching our um, screen of our right. solution. Yes. So we're helping people to get more concentrate by changing the camera scenes lively. So our question would be, how long can you focus on online lectures? Oh, that's, well, great question. So what I am seeing a trend uh, in, and again, I'm speaking you know, from the US because that's where I'm at and that's the bulk of my clients are at and so forth is, is that um, I'm seeing a trend towards what more, what is called micro lessons, micro learning lessons that um, are broken up into anywhere from five to eight minute segments. You learn something very quick. It's almost kind of like the just-in-time manufacturing concept, just-in-time learning. I learned something really quick. I need it. And I can, you know, capture my attention five, seven, eight minutes and I'm good. And then if I want to keep going, well, I could keep going to the next one or pause, come back. But that's what I'm seeing. The, the, I mean, this is different, obviously, because it's, you know, we're, what we're doing here is, is different. It's more, you know, virtual, it's engaging and et cetera and so forth. But if, you know, like if I know we are, I think recording this or did record, yeah, we are recording this. If, if I was to put this together and it served, I would chop it up into little pieces. That's how I would do it. Little segments. That's how I would do it. So micro is what I'm seeing. All right, Oscar, I'm going to jump in. Thank you so yes. much for today's session. Please give him a round of applause for today's great session. Um, and uh, we look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Career Talk with OG. Be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.aspidaconsulting.com.